0: Anya Christofferson was born with Vacturl Association, which is a cluster of physical abnormalities that led to many trips to hospital over her early years, including extensive surgery when she was only a tiny, tiny baby, five hours old. She's had challenges that have continued at times throughout her life, but Anya's gone on to become an international model, an author, a public speaker, and the founder of the Women with Disabilities Entrepreneur Network. She's also an ambassador for this year's International Day of People with with disabilities. Anya Christofferson, welcome to Life Matters. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a bit about how living with Vacteel Association uh, affected you growing up and and today, I guess, how it affects your life.
1: It affects me in many ways. As you've said, um, it was something that I was born with and picked up at 28 weeks of my mother's pregnancy. And so I had extensive reconstructive surgeries um, in the first few years of my life and many many trips to hospital, I estimate over 150, including emergency admissions um, and lengthy admissions throughout my life. And so now I live with um, bowel incontinence, I have challenges swallowing, I have challenges with energy and fatigue and pain. Um, And so it's a lot to manage on a daily basis. Um, But it's, yeah, affected my schooling and my education and my work, Um, but it's, transformed into a great advocacy career.
0: Well, it's also one of those largely invisible disabilities, isn't it, for most people? They they won't realise that you're going through these things every day. How does that affect you?
1: I think it's been both a blessing and a curse, I think, to be able to straddle both worlds of being able to fit into the mainstream where people don't realise that I have a disability and I can have conversations about disability, um, but also it's been challenging because many people obviously don't realise that I'm affected by disability, so it can um, limit being able to access certain accommodations and supports and not necessarily realising that I need them, um, which can be quite invalidating at times.
0: Well, tell us how you got into modelling then because that looks like a very exciting, very glamorous job, but it has not traditionally been a super supportive or inclusive business, has it?
1: It definitely hasn't. Um, I first went to a modelling agency when I was about 15 years old and I have scars on my stomach and under my arm from my reconstructive surgeries as a child and when I showed that to the modelling agency um, for the first time I was told that I would never be able to show my stomach um, because of the scars so I wouldn't really have a successful modelling career. So about a year later, I was signed with a modelling agency in Brisbane that took a chance on me because they thought that I would be able to succeed despite them. Um, And then, of course, I faced a lot of barriers in the industry because of that, you know, diversity. But thankfully, I was able to still book jobs and things like that. But I did face a lot of challenges with my health because in the modelling industry, there can be long, long days. Um, You're not always given chairs. You're not always given you know, food and water or have opportunities to take breaks. Um, so there are a lot of things that I had to navigate my way around.
0: Well, yeah, you, you fought really hard to get there. You did Fashion Week in Europe the day before your 18th birthday. Were you able to enjoy the successes you were having and say, ha-ha, modelling agencies, <laughs> I did it, <laughs> or was it more of a battle?
1: Um, I definitely enjoyed my successes and I was incredibly proud of what I was able to achieve um, but I think that it it took a big toll on my body and there's no doubt about that. And it became so much more than just being able to achieve that um, for, you know, the joy of modelling and more being able to achieve that for representation of my community.
0: And Anya, you speak out really openly now about the effects of disability and chronic illness and incontinence, which are traditionally things the modelling world has run away screaming from. Was it hard to keep those two worlds in sync?
1: It it definitely was. And I still recall days where I was barely able to make runways and shoots because I was having challenges with my health and leaving shoots and actually going straight to the emergency department because I was so unwell. Um, And I think it really speaks to the reality of invisible disability and not being able to see how unwell I was at times. Um, but also being able to just straddle those two worlds and be in a workplace that doesn't necessarily fit in um, with disability at
0: times. And so that brings us to the Champion Health Agency, which you founded a few years ago when you were 22, which is aimed at letting people with lived experience of disability support themselves through public speaking and research and consultancy by using that lived experience. Tell us how you came to that place where you thought, "This, this is what I want to do.
1: Well, for me, I had to actually leave school um, halfway through grade 11 because I became incredibly sick. And it was never my plan, obviously, to become a high school dropout. Um, but I realised there were so many barriers in the education system and to getting you know, a degree that would enable me to join a workplace. But I also then found once I was in a workplace that I was unable to you know, continue working because I was constantly sick, constantly being admitted to hospital and going to doctor's appointments. Um, so, having work experience or having a degree to be able to get a job was very challenging. Um, and then, once I ventured into advocacy, I realized that there were so many different parts to advocacy there was speaking, there were ambassador roles, there were research opportunities, there was modeling, and there, were, there was no one that was bringing it all together. Um, So I really wanted to create an agency where people were able to actually use their lived experience as a profession and as a career. And they had someone to really take care of the business side of it. So they could just turn up and do their work and really create meaningful change um, and have someone in their corner to really back them and find those opportunities for them.
0: Well, How easy is all that to sustain given that, you know, the reason you saw the need for it was that you needed to take time off periodically and couldn't sustain full-time work?
1: Um, It definitely is a challenge at times, and I think with any services business, it really does rely on the person delivering that service. Um, But I'm very fortunate to work with people who understand that I have a disability and we take a very lived experience led and disability led approach to the work that we do. Um, So, people know that I, of course, am unwell and that has to come first all the time and it's not something that I can just escape from or turn off um, and sometimes that means not being able to work during the day and answering emails really late at night when I have insomnia um, but it's wonderful to be able to work with people who actually truly understand disability because they're living it um, and they're wanting to seek lived experience of disability and so they also get that when they're um, receiving the service from me.
0: Well, and is that, is that a good thing about working in that space that other people get it? It's like, yep, we know that if you've got a disability, you may need X, Y or Z flexibility.
1: Yes, I, I believe so, and I think the people that don't understand it, they, they quickly learn about it. They get you know lived experience, expertise um, as part of a free service of um, working with the business too.
0: We're speaking with Anya Christofferson, who is an author, a model, and the founder of uh, several things, the uh, Champion Health Agency, and also the Women and with Disabilities Entrepreneur Network. Tell us a bit about this, Anya, and how it's different to the agency and what, what it's hoping to achieve.
1: Yeah, so this is really quite new to launch for us. And it really started from understanding that a services-led business is quite challenging for a lot of people to sustain with a disability, as we've just discussed. Um, and really being able to support people with disability to create product-led ventures, um, invest in them, connect them with supply chains, connect them with different B2C and um, B2B opportunities to sell their products. So, we're launching two products at the end of this year and early next year um, against the grain coffee and Shit Happens, which is um, recyclable toilet paper and plastic-free wipes. So, we're doing this to really be able to connect disability founders with product businesses, um, with fantastic founders already in the space in Australia. So, we're doing that and also providing business continuity support, enabling disability-led businesses already in the space to connect with fantastic mentors that are already leaders in Australia um, to really support the um, entrepreneurial ecosystem that's really thriving here.
0: Yes, and I'll just clarify for people who might not be familiar that B2B is business to business and B2C, I think, business to customer, business business to customer? Yes,
1: business to consumer, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Anya, uh, it was really interesting to read on your website that there's this giant kind of market niche of people with disabilities with disposable income, but yeah. you said that there's an imbalance between that and how many people with disabilities can run their own business to take, take advantage of that.
1: Absolutely. So, people with disability are 46% more likely to actually be entrepreneurs, but we don't really have the support of funding to be able to become entrepreneurs, and it's really challenging to, you know, get our products out there. Um, so what we really need is we need people to actually seek out disability-led and disability-owned businesses um and actually have the opportunity to purchase from disability-led and disability-owned businesses. Um so being able to support people with disability to actually start and run businesses and also have the general population be able to buy from us, I think is such an exciting opportunity. I and mean, it's one that I don't think really exists so much in the mainstream.
0: Well, yeah, because there's pretty parlous employment statistics for people with disability in Australia, aren't there? And I guess leading up to the uh, holiday and spending season, this is an excellent time to look at disability-led businesses.
1: Definitely. And I just you know think that in the mainstream, people don't really think so much about disability every day. And this is a really good way if you've got everyday products. Um, to always be thinking about disability, always be having conversations about disability, whether it's, you know, over a daily cup of coffee, whether it's going to the bathroom and using toilet paper, it's just a great opportunity.
0: And Anya, I love how too, you're very open about your learning process around disability, just because you have a disability doesn't necessarily mean, for example, you always know the right thing to say. How have you navigated that?
1: I think it's been a really interesting journey for me because growing up with a disability, it's not like something suddenly changed and I've just acquired it. But what I have acquired is so much knowledge about advocacy and about how other people understand disability and do disability advocacy in a really great way. Um, So, for example, I've always been incredibly open about my diagnosis and my condition. But I've learned from other advocates that this is something that you don't necessarily have to do um, and that other people don't necessarily have a right to know. And so it's interesting to see how different people navigate different spaces But also on ableism and ableist language, you know, it's something that I wasn't aware of until recently. Um, And it's something that I think a lot of people with disability aren't. So being able to really educate each other and understand internalized ableism as well has been a really interesting learning journey for me. And I admit that I don't always get it right.
0: No one does, do they? None of us. So, Anya, how do you think things are going generally in this country when it comes to the broader community understanding the issues facing people with disability and and engaging with the need for change?
1: I'm incredibly excited that I think that there's a massive disability awareness wave coming um, and we're really riding it now. I think that diversity and inclusion, diversity, equity and inclusion is a space that has been growing for a really long time. Um, But disability has often been left out of the picture. And when we've heard a lot of headlines around disability previously, it's had quite a negative tone to it around NDIS spending and, you know, really horror stories um, making headlines. And I really see that starting to change with, you know, disability talent, disability joy, and the wonderful things that people in our community are really doing. And that not just being related to disability, but related to filmmaking or art or really brilliant things. So I think the more that we see that, the more that perceptions and societal attitudes are really going to change.
0: And Anya, what's next for you? I mean, you're only in your mid-20s. You've got two things that you've founded under your belt, a book, a modelling career. What other projects would you like to be involved in?
1: Um, Really, I will go wherever people call me to go, I think. Um, But it's really exciting for me, I think, just being able to grow this um, Women With Disabilities Entrepreneur Network, being able to launch these two products with... um, against growing coffee and shit happens with the toilet paper, but also being able to support other budding entrepreneurs to grow the products and the businesses that they're really wanting to start um, and being able to mentor them and support them with funding and connection to opportunity and supply chain. I think that's what really excites me.
0: Be fascinating to see where you go in your life, Anya. Thanks so much for joining us on Life Matters to have a chat today. Thank you for having me. Anya Christofferson is an author, a model, and the founder of the Women with Disabilities Entrepreneur Network, among other things, and she's an ambassador for this year's International Day of People with Disabilities, which is happening on December the 3rd.
1: Find more great ABC RN stories that
0: take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.